0: Welcome to Tony and Luke Didn't Read, I'm Luke And I'm Tony And today's episode, we're going to continue our adventures in the Commonwealth Bringing order to the land and getting distracted by all the shiny things oh, the shiny All things. the shiny things I, find, I actually was in, I went to the forge and I saw the witch's hat on the map And I'm like, "Oh, magic witches, what's that about? And oh, I'm like, Salem is it Salem? Is it? I don't remember the name was. I just saw the, the witch's icon and went. I gotta go there next. It was okay. like, almost. I almost left the forge and just went there just <laughs> to see what was there. Instead of oh, doing yeah, what I was the forge on it.
1: where the where the Bernie guys. Are. Yeah, the Bernie
0: guys. Because yeah. you went there last week, and I was yeah. like, I want to check that out yeah. for myself. Okay. Uh, but getting ahead of myself, um, you recently went to Pax. Yes,
1: yeah, so I've just come back from an excellent weekend in Melbourne, Victoria, mm. at uh, Pax Oz. Which is very good, awesome. And I met a lot of awesome Fallout fans, fellow gamers, and Mass Effect fellow gamers. I saw some brilliant cosplay, some really good uh, costumes that they had on there. So. Yes, I'd like to welcome any of you guys who are listening. You know who you are. Thank Excellent. you very much for tuning in. We appreciate that.
0: Indeed, absolutely. We hope you're
1: enjoying yourself so far. Yeah, of
0: that, course, that, that intro was... I nailed that intro. I mean, like, it was just perfect. Oh, yeah. you just stop listening now because, you know, like, that's well, not yeah, getting they're any better from there. 18 episodes in. They probably started at episode one. Oh, God. So now they've waited 18 episodes to get a mention. And then you've got to play, like, Mass Effect 1 and 2 and 3 before you get on to, like, episode five. So, like, there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of investment to get to this point. Yes, <laughs> yes.
1: But, so, yeah, it was really a great weekend. Yeah. So amazing cosplay um Mm. i saw a very very nice um raider power armor you know with the wire mesh in the front oh wow yeah that was that was really impressive and speaking of the forge yeah i saw a, a very she was kind of um the nuka cola girl i'm not quite sure she was kind of going for nuka cola soul female soul survivor okay but she had the legendary sword Nice. So she had very, very nice costume. She had that the shish kebab. Yeah. The little flame oh. jets on <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she also had a Grognack barbarian comic.
0: Oh, excellent! Very, wow. Very good costume. Yeah, nice. <sighs> so an
1: excellent N7 soldiers and mm-hmm. a very, very impressive vetra. Very good. So amazing. Yeah. Wow, amazing that's not cosplay. an
0: easy one to go for. No. Yeah, very good costume. Yeah. So it was really good. Mm, Amazing. Excellent. Excellent. Anything gaming related that you saw that you were like, oh, keep an eye out for that coming out? Uh, Well, see, I have to admit that I'm not a massive fan of the exhibition
1: hall because there's so many flashing lights and lines and massive gamification there. that I I think three years ago I spent most of my packs in that hall and didn't really enjoy myself. So now I make it much more of an effort to just spend some time in that hall. And leave before I get sucked in by other. Yep. Incidentally, I did see Fallout 4 for the first time at PAX oh, really? in that hall. Yeah, ah, there you go. eh? Yeah, when it was brand new, they had Bethesda had a very big when it was opening up that November. So it must what must that must have been two three years ago? Mm. I'm Not quite sure, but yeah. So I saw Fallout 4 there. They had all the Vault
0: Boy informational Vault Tech videos and wow, that would yeah, be it was cool. pretty cool. That was cool. So think? when I went to PAX, they had they were just launching Dragon Age Inquisition. Okay. At the time they had by okay. panel and stuff yeah. there and whatnot it was really cool. Did yeah. you get into the board game hall at all? I did. Yeah, I spent a lot of time in the board game hall. <laughs> any 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 highlights in the board game hall? Well, this
1: amazing game called Unstable that's going to be coming out in the near future. <laughs> yeah, I went to a panel called Let's Make a Board Game on the Friday and we pitched the did, I mean there was maybe 30 people, 40 people in the panel and just pitched the craziest ideas. So they ended up latching onto mind control and horses. And then pitched some game mechanics. So we ended up with territory control. Um, they wanted some relationship um, trauma in there. Uh, so all these weird concepts. <laughs> in relationship.
0: There. I guess relationship we didn't join your. It, horse. it
1: ended up the mind control and the relationship traumas actually now win the players. Okay. So yep. it's two teams of two. You're controlling a, a horse of stables, territory control. First to 20 victory points wins, or if you capture the other team's stable at the end of the round. Then you also win. So now there's trauma when your players, you got to play the same card. You play, it's all asynchronous gameplay. So you play your cards at the same time and then resolve them all. Okay. So the mind control is trying to get your. Teammate to play the right cards.
0: Oh, I see. So you like, you put all your cards down on the table, and then you flip them over to show what you yeah, both exactly. put down at yeah. the same time.
1: Exactly. Uh, so, yes. that's cool. Yeah,
0: that's cool. It's so a bit of random luck, a bit of like you know, a wink and a nod. You know, if yeah. I wink twice, I mean, put a put down no, this card no, kind yeah. of thing. Bit yeah, of, yeah. Bit of strategy, bit of luck, bit but, of luck. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Sounds like you had a great time,
1: mate. It was. It was a lot of fun, and yeah, yeah. so I was a, I was one of the first four people in the world to play unstable.
0: Well, you were you basically a creator of the game? By the sounds yeah. of it,
1: yeah. It was awesome. It was very awesome. It's a good panel. A lot of
0: fun. Fantastic, awesome! Uh, Got to go back again. Yeah, Do I saw
1: a, a, just a lot of good incidental Fallout stuff. A lot of laser rifles that looked really cool, and some great Soul Survivors. It's a lot of lot of good Fallout cosplay and a lot of good Mass Effect cosplay. Like, I, yeah, I didn't see that this. much Dragon Age. I'm not sure if I saw. It's any not really Dragon Age, a not. Dragon
0: Age cycle at the moment, no, is it? Not. I mean, I thought Fallout Four. I suppose is is recently released or anything. I'm not, because I, I've um, been a bit, I don't really know much about the cosplaying uh, culture, I suppose. I kind of presumed that it would run around whatever the latest thing was, but that's probably because I'm seeing like posts on Reddit and stuff, which is always going to follow the, the latest, latest stuff, yeah. not what actually people are actually out there yeah. making for themselves and building and whatnot.
1: No, there are a couple of alloys again from Event Horizon.
0: Not Event Horizon, that's the movie.
1: Uh, horizon Zero Dawn ah. <laughs> yeah, Horizon yep. Zero Dawn okay. I, always get that, uh, I can't get that Event Horizon into my head <laughs> so there are a couple of alloys there they're, yeah. they're very good costumes again as well That's and then cool. lots of the MOBA games League of Legends and yep. but uh, a Overwatch, Overwatch yeah, Once that unique. I don't actually play so I don't know a lot of the characters but it's still very <laughs> impressive cosplay <It's, laughs> so people go to a lot of effort building very stuff good. like that very talented so I applaud Absolutely. you all mm. it's nice to just sit on that outside and look at it I'd I, yeah. I, I never do it myself but I really appreciate the effort everyone goes to and I get yeah. to watch it I get to benefit from it Phenomenal It's so cool I love it You know what I don't love? Microtransactions
0: oh, Well that is the truth <laughs> Yeah I didn't want to talk about loot boxes or anything today because um, there's been a lot of fight about that recently It has that, You know and stuff yeah. but uh, no I was talking about um, Visceral Studios that recently ah. was shuttered by EA Yes um, And so I was reading in About that closure, there's another article on Kotaku again, actually, um, talking about interviews with people who were in the studio and whatnot and how it went down. sounds like a combination of just not enough staffing – not a clear direction on the game. It kind of bounced oh, around that a few sounds times. Sounds familiar. And, you know, yeah,
1: so Five a couple years of years in development, but only 18 yeah. months on the actual product.
0: <laughs> not not exactly the same stuff as, as Mass Effect. They didn't sort of get to the point where they're like, this game isn't working, we need to rebuild it. Right. It was that, so Visceral made Dead Space. Dead Space, yeah. With their yeah. original trilogy of games, so third person shooters. And when they got this contract, uh, like the next one they did was Battlefield Hardline which was a first-person shooter, which is not up the studio's alley. No. So they had to work on this game that they weren't too keen on working on to begin with. And then they got—they uh, were working on a pirate game, like an open-world pirate game Okay. on the side. Maybe this is a bit like Mass Effect because they were working on this pirate game and then uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag came out, yeah, yeah. which is basically a pirate game. And they're like, oh, it's not so yeah, great. It's not good. At the same time, though, EA got that contract with Disney. To make all the Star Wars games and got the license and said, "Okay, we're going to ditch this pirate game. You're going to build yourselves a, a linear story um, uh, yeah. Star Wars game, the kind of game that you and I love." Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And they got Amy Hing. I, I don't know. I've I apologize for I've my poor pronunciation it. on that one. Yeah, uh, and she's the producer for or the creative director for the Uncharted series. That's doing right, all Uncharted. The story yes. and everything else I, like that. She's she come on board. So good set of team and stuff there. Yeah. But they didn't have enough people. Good pedigree. but Good pedigree, yeah. Not enough. Didn't have enough people. They got stuck with the Frostbite engine, uh, which is where the similarities well, yeah, to Mass Effect are coming in. You got the... They're using the Frost... And this is a quote from the article. So Frostbite had been challenging enough Visceral during Hardline's development. So making yeah. the Hardline game on Frostbite. Um, and that was like, you know, that's Battlefield. You know, that's what the game that's was the built game for. And it was already hard enough. For, yeah, um, And so... Uh, Viscera would have to build key features from scratch again, like Bioware with Dragon Age and Mass Effect, which makes me wonder is like why the hell were they, they getting... with this engine if it's not good well, for... Well, if Bioware's made games. a bunch of stuff for their game... I know why they haven't, because they probably built custom solutions for their games yeah, and they probably couldn't reuse a lot of code yeah. um, for it. But uh, yeah, so anyway, uh, Visceral found themselves making a third-person game on an engine built for first-person shooters. Uh, quote, it was missing a lot of tools, a lot of stuff that was in Uncharted 1, because a lot of this is about comparing it to Uncharted, because yeah. obviously you've got the story person, you're going to compare yeah. pair themselves to that a lot. Um, a form, former employee said, it's going to be a year or a year and a half just to get the engine to do the things That are assumed and taken for granted. So, very much again, Frostbite being an issue, not doing a Battlefield game in particular. And, like, yeah, so if Bioware and EA, like um, Bioware being an EA company, making and improving their tools, why isn't EA just funding a development studio to make their engine? Yeah. If they're going to dictate this out to all the studios, yeah, why my- would you want to pay two studios or maybe even three studios? Because I don't know if the Mass Effect people or the Dragon Age people in that yeah. respect. So maybe three different studios Who making the same tools. a
1: story-based third-person RPG, adventure RPG. Yeah. You've like, already got that- three games in your pedigree there, then make
0: a tool set for it. Yeah. I just find that hard to... It doesn't make a lot of sense. I it? guess, I mean, the development of this was probably happening in parallel to, yeah, to yeah. those other games will probably be made around the same sort of time, but... Yeah, I don't know. Like that just seems crazy. So, Ludicrous. once again, that frostbite stole another game from us. Yeah, amazingly beautiful, gorgeous engine with no functionality whatsoever. Yeah, uh, the other thing that was interesting because I heard a lot of uh, stuff on Reddit about how this is the death of single-player games and that no one wants to make them anymore. There was a lot of stuff about that, wasn't there? Well, yeah, because it was kind of presumed like there's another single-player game only that's been killed and you've got all this loot box stuff at the same time about multiplayers and and games as a service and things like that. Yeah. It didn't seem to be that way from what I read that like it was lack of staff. They were going to, they were, (laughs) um, Visceral were based in San Francisco in the Bay Area. Yeah which is just phenomenally expensive to live yeah, yeah, and yeah. rent and office space yeah. and all that stuff. So any development happening there was costing them like more than yeah. say in Vancouver or Quebec or uh, Austin, I think, all have tax breaks for okay. game companies. So they were going to spin Melbourne, up – Melbourne, Victoria. Oh, really? We got tax breaks there with the oh, game companies? I'm pretty companies? sure
1: the gaming industry in Melbourne, Victoria is going great guns. That's fantastic. Yeah.
0: What are we making in Australia then? Oh, the indie
1: – indie I mean, the indie scene- Rising was – there's some really good – and – because they're indie games, kind of stuff that we like, lineage, you know, single player experience. We should and try to really get an Aussie stuff. game
0: on the podcast, find something that we can play yeah, just to support the idea. local people. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, so they were, were going to spin up another studio in Quebec because it's cheaper there. Yep. And those people were going to help make the new Star Wars game. They're going to be extra people to come on board. Um, and then they're going to finish doing the hardline DLC. And then those old people are going to come together and then finish the game. Well, Maybe single-player story did kill this game because when Battlefield, Battlefront, the Star Wars one, Battlefront one was released, it was criticised for not having a single-player campaign. Yes, it was. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. So in Battlefront 2, they now have a single-player campaign. They do. Which was made by the guys in Quebec that <laughs> were supposed to be working the a single-player <laughs> game. They were repurposed to make a single-player uh, campaign for a for different game. game. You know, so bulk yeah, bolted
1: so. on a single-player game onto a multiplayer game instead the other way around for a change.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which, to be fair, I think but even the original Battlefronts were a multiplayer game with a single-player campaign tacked onto them. Yeah, I think they were, yeah. Yeah, like, that's yeah all but
1: the Star Wars had nothing. There were some tutorial missions that kind of played like a s- story. Uh, but- yeah. Yeah, that was it. I was really? looking forward to it when I saw all the promo stuff, but then when I found out there's no single player content, I thought, oh, yeah, I didn't bother either. Well, yeah. I played on the PlayStation and was just getting headshotted um, from the other side mm, of the map, and I'm I had not good enough. Ten not very good, unsuccessful yeah. games and never picked it up
0: again. Yeah, yeah, I'm nowhere near good enough of those games to play competitively in multiplayer. Yeah. So it's got to be some sort of yeah. And it doesn't it doesn't cha- the
1: thing. I, the, a little rant for me. The thing I don't yeah. like about that is it doesn't change the matchmaking. So if you've got two teams and one team is continuously winning all the time, it doesn't automatically swap people into the other team so that they're fairer and more evenly distribution levels of skill. That kind of bugs me. Probably the people that are on the team that are winning don't care about that. They probably love that. Mm -hmm. Like if I would lucked out and got on the other team instead of the team that I was on and I'd won every game instead of losing every game, I probably wouldn't have minded so much. But it was really annoying for me to see – The same three people on my team were the only ones that were performing and everybody I saw, those other 17 of us were just dead wood that those three were trying to carry. And the other team had like probably 12 deep of good performers and then Mm.
0: eight people that the rest of them were carrying. I'd
1: you know do a little bit of mixing and matching and
0: make it a little bit fair. I get the feeling that happens when like eight people on the other team are all like on voice comms together. So they're all grouped together in some way and they just roll through. Yeah. Well, because I know whenever we played PvP in Star Wars, the uh, the MMO, if we were all together talking, yeah, yeah, we'd steamroll everyone else because yeah, yeah. we can yeah. coordinate. Hey, it makes yeah. all the difference and kind of thing. And it's also experience in that. the
1: game as well, knowing mm. that don't just turn around the corner and fire, plus up, I'll the guy that suddenly appeared there. Yeah. Stop, take a breath, take your time, aim for the head, then shoot them and you'll kill them. So yep, yeah. yep. But of course, because
0: I'm always dead, I don't get any better, and so <laughs> I don't enjoy the game, so I give it just away. Never do it, yeah. So and then like I was keen to look at Battlefront 2 until this whole loot box thing came about and I'm just sort of holding back and seeing Yeah, there was a lot of venom over that, wasn't there? Well, I can I don't I haven't read all the details to know how it's been implemented and it might change before it comes out. So I I'm would just, imagine with all the negative publicity uh, it they, they would change. Tweak it a bit, you know, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, we're we'll going to come back to loot boxes again because I want to talk about it more, but I need to think about a few things that I want to consider anyway. Uh, so, Visceral and this Star Wars game, right? Two other things that just sort of smacks of like studio interference with Star Wars games in particular may come up more in the future, I think. Um, so the, the first argument that EO is making against the game Visceral wanted to make was like how much Star Wars should there be in a Star Wars game? And that is, can a Star Wars game be what they wanted, what Visceral wanted it to be, which is like a... Uh, we're a a smuggler working with cartels and the mob kind of thing. No Jedi, no magic space wizards, no, you know, none of that stuff. No Skywalkers, thank God. Just something that's sort of in the undercurrents that is in the Star Wars universe. And so that doesn't, whenever you do like a a survey on Star Wars, those things don't come up. You know, the big things always come up in these market research things. So the EA is actually always like, "Mm, what about this? Star killer bases and... Yeah, super star destroyers that
1: crash into the planet when uh, sorry, crash into the other <laughs> ship when a A wing flies into the bridge
0: and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All that's, that's what stuff. we
1: want in our Star Wars game. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, what's I I want that, but I also want this smuggling yeah, yeah, game, non attached stuff. And I think that's going to be a p- problem that's going to plague the Star Wars license, both in the games and in the movies as well.
1: Yeah, It'd be well, very the, interesting. The Chewbacca game got cancelled as well. Which one was that one? I didn't even hear about that one. You know, remember the Force Unleashed? That was... Where you played Starkiller, Darth Vader's Secret Apprentice, and you supposedly had these awesome super force powers. Yeah, yeah. One of the pitches for that game was that the main character was actually a Wookiee. I don't know if it was Chewbacca. I think the main character was a Wookiee. And you were following this Wookiee through the story. And of course, there would have been challenges with the fact that Wookiees just speak whatever language it is that they speak. Yeah. And not many other people can understand them. <laughs> but with good storytelling, you could have survived that. And that I would have I actually personally would have found that really interesting. Something different. Playing through the game as a Wookiee. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I'm, yeah, I'm keen. really good mechanics for the fact that you're eight foot tall yeah. and you're incredibly strong. They could have could put some very interesting mechanics into the Yeah, know. absolutely. Or my well, uh, Before Unleashed was a terrible game, but it was yeah, it was Yeah. There was some really good stuff in it. I actually really enjoyed a lot of it, but it ended up being a, being a bit of a rinse and repeat by the end.
0: That's it. That's it. Absolutely. Uh, the other thing that, that got them as well, uh, you know, one of the arguments from from the EA exec was like, what sort of game are they making? Yeah, you know, okay. what's their hook? What's their yeah. what's their What's going to bring people back, back and again and again and again. And there was a lot of pressure on them to make a game that was better than like Uncharted 4. And right. the guys are like, that's like four, four iterations. You know, like yeah. we're making Uncharted 1, not... You know, you yeah, can't expect the four. first time out of the gate to be this. So that's a lot of expectation they're putting on studios, it is I guess, because of the money
1: expectation too.
0: Yeah, well, they're putting a lot of money into this stuff. You yeah, know? They so you're are. gonna have like that's they wanted true. like a, a Metacritic score rating of like ninety or something, and it's like, come on, man, ninety? Like for a, for a studio making a brand new game in a brand new like license that they never worked with before, with a brand new set of tools, like you're not gonna get a ninety out of that. You've just reminded me of a
1: very cynical post I read about Andromeda.
0: Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Exactly the same kind of thing. They, they, this post, I don't know, probably completely opinion. Yeah. And totally defamatory, saying that (laughs) the company in question decided on a Metacritic rating that they wanted to get. Yeah. And then they would milk as much out of that Metacritic rating as they could. Yeah. And never intending to finish. Oh, really? Things off. Yep.
0: Very, very cool. interesting. It's very article that I read. I mean, I know that like, you know, for us, games are you know part of the culture, part of what we yeah. You do want the stuff, story to end. For other people, it's just another way to make money, I suppose. And it's kind of tough to sort of tough bits of tough pill to swallow that someone's so cynical about the thing that you enjoy so much.
1: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So yeah, that was uh, another EA studio in the ground. Well, like like so many other game studios before and I'm sure more to come in the future where everyone finds jobs and work going forwards and whatnot and yeah. we'll see the new um e a vancouver's looks like they're making an open another open world game oh. <laughs> open world star wars game Great. uh going forward so we'll see how that works out for them as well like we need okay more. i don't know uh yeah yeah open world i actually
1: i read another article mmm during the last fortnight, comparing Fallout 4. Mm. Let's get back on topic. We're supposed <laughs> to be talking about Fallout 4. Comparing Fallout 4 to Fallout. Oh, yeah. Well, and it
0: actually
1: a, really it's actually really interesting. Different. This guy done some research, and he, mm. it was his opinion piece, but he was very, um, I want to say dispassionate, but that's obviously not the right word, because he was passionate about mm. what he was talking about. But he presented everything very matter-of-factly, which I really appreciated the way that he did that. Mm. And just talking about the experience of playing Fallout... Where you could literally do anything. You could be a bad guy. You could totally radiate things. You, a, you actually had a lot of freedom, even though you were in this kind of railroaded story. There was a there was an order to the story, mm. and in fact, um, people at the time complained you actually had to fix you. You're in a vault. And the uh, Vault's water filter breaks down, and you've got to go out and get a new water filter. Mm. And you only had one hundred eighty nine game days to go and get that water filter before everyone in your Vault died of uh, irradiated uh, water. Yeah. So there was a time pressure on it, and so people were com- uh, apparently people complained about that, and they ended up patching out the they ma- patched it so that it was much longer. I think it then two hundred eighty days. So okay, fair like enough. another hundred in game days. Uh, yeah, but then he compared all the mechanics and stuff of Fallout to Four out 4, and yeah, you, know, you had some good points. Like in Fallout, you only got a perk every third level. Yep. And radiation didn't just damage your health bar, radiation affected all your special stats. And oh, wow. the screen would go all wonky when you were suffering from radiation sickness. And you didn't actually have anywhere where you could find out how sick you were. Oh. So it yeah. was a silent killer. You yeah, didn't have well a Geiger is. counter, yeah. so you didn't know. Mm. You got warnings. Like in the dialogue of the game, mm. you got warnings that there was you know, it's an irradiated area, irradiated area, but you didn't actually have something specifically telling you. Interesting. Yeah. But then they compared the things that are the same, like all that really quirky humor. Yep. Like I remember in Fallout, you find a crashed alien spaceship that's got a photo of Elvis on there the is. dashboard of a yeah. crashed alien spaceship. Oh, it's really quirky humor. And yeah, dark and grim and dog meets in the first one as well and-
0: Hmm. Yeah, Interesting. So
1: the more it changes, the more it stays the same? Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, the first company was Interplay, whose specialty was that sort of third-person real role-playing game, and then now the new one's by Bethesda, whose specialty is Skyrim and all that open-world stuff. So hmm. I'm still really getting a blast out of Fallout 4, but it yeah. did make me nostalgic for Fallout 1 reading this article. Yeah, Fallout 1 was enough. a very good game. Hmm. Is yeah. it is, the, is it still playable today? Like, is it? I don't know. The story was pretty good. And there's, like, there's pop culture references in it that probably mm. wouldn't hold up so much today. Mm. But the story was very good and uh, it would look ugly. It would make your eyes bleed. I tried to play <laughs> Final Fantasy VII again because that was a game that absolutely blew me away at the time. I just loved that game. Mm. But I tried to play it again and it made my eyes bleed and it didn't get very far because it just looked so ugly. Yeah. But fortunately, they're doing a remake, which looks quite good. But, but unfortunately, they're changing the combat system so it's not a turn-based Combat system is now an action combat system again, and it's going to be serialized. Oh no, I like turn-based combat. You do. I can take my time and think about what actions. I can sequentially do my actions in a strategic
0: order. Whereas, yeah, I don't mind the turn-based thing. I really hate waiting for all the animations to play out all the time. I get really annoyed having to sit down and watch the same animation happen. Like yeah, over that. and did over you, and over again. Just, like, just instantly resolve it and give me the next one so I can...
1: No, I well, don't, I don't have a problem with it. I don't mind that. I. <laughs> what I hate yeah. is when you're playing a game that kills you and there's been a cutscene straight after the checkpoint uh, and you just have to keep going, sitting through that cutscene over and over and over again.
0: What was that? Just to die again. And I've died <sighs> again. I get to watch the cutscene again. God of War 2? Fighting Zeus at the end, which yeah. is a, like that quick time event sequence, is tough. Like I, I, I watched that cutscene with Zeus so many times. Just put your checkpoint after the cutscene. If what I ever met David Jaffe, do? that's the one thing I say to that dude: say like, hey, dude, that cutscene was the worst decision that you've ever <laughs> you made <never> in made. <laughs> games. Oh dear, <laughs> uh, man. So, what have you discovered in Fallout Four? Let's 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 hear your musings on Fallout Four from this So... Like Fortnite. I, it was interesting because I went. I, I was following a, qu- a side quest chain about some soldiers who got ambushed in their yes. power armor.
1: Yes, yes, yes. And then
0: I went to the National Guard area, yes. and then from there I got bounced over to the satellite dish. Satellite dish. So I went to the satellite dish because I've been. I'm like, oh, let's keep going. It's in that sort of yeah. direction. Went to the satellite dish. Went in there and got killed. So. Came over back, and put, and a, to put a little bit more gear back. on, you know, a bit more prepared. Went in, got killed again and again yeah. and again. And I found that, that was, quest very unusual because you seem to think that it's doable at the point
1: you find it. Yeah, it it's is leading
0: you to believe that it's doable, not, and then I it's got not doable. Power Alma, I got all the. I, I got through, like say, the, I think there's two elite guys in there. Oh, I can get one of yeah. the two elite super mutants there's down.
1: More. There's more. could be. There's multiple. Elite mutants, I think there's two. Yeah. And there's also a mutant hound that's elite.
0: Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. I'd always get him with some, well, you know, put out, i like run in there, lay out a bunch of landmines to yeah, catch so the they mutants run onto and it. the nuke guy that comes running yeah. out, take him out. But there's like a lack of anywhere to hide behind yeah, that, as well. And killing me up too. high
1: in open. Yeah, and they got great sniping positions. And they're, and I don't have any crappy stuff. guns, are much better at sniping than yours. Mm, I do way. have a funny story to tell. Mm. About that, yeah. I th- I found this awesome sniper rifle. I, I was complaining about. I always complain about the weapons because I haven't <laughs> got gun nut. I finally got gun nut, so okay. I can now make level one mods. But to cool. make the stuff I want, I need level three gun nut. So <sighs> I need some more levels to kick in. But I got this really cool sniper yeah. rifle that actually does a lot of damage, and a really good night vision scope that I can't make myself. But it dropped with this night long long range night vision scope, really cool. So I zoom in on that array. And there's this super mutant sitting there, suicidal, with a mini nuke in his hand. Ooh. I go, oh, Hello. what happens if I shoot the mini nuke? Shot the mini nuke. Kaboom! <laughs> yeah. It blows up, taking everything yes. with it. But of course, I got no experience points for it. Ah. You caused the nuke to explode. Yeah, I shot the the nuke. The nuke killed all the mutants and all the mutants. I ended up dying anyway. Yeah. I think the Brotherhood of Steel, because I've unlocked the Brotherhood of Steel, because I've gone further in the story than Ah. you have. And so now I have Brotherhood of Steel vertibirds flying all over the place. Okay. And the stupid mutant shot the vertibird down, and I think it landed on me and killed me. Oh, God. I died somehow. That's awesome. I, I didn't like. The fact that it was so tricky, so I didn't, I just left that. Yeah. So I still have to do that.
0: I uh, so do I. I. I went in, yeah. I, once I went in with the power armor, and I still, yeah, like I still was still two up. or three. Like yeah. I'm like, I'm just not strong enough. I'm, do- I can't do enough damage or take enough damage.
1: Yeah, and it's a really, this. it's a really tough the environment. is really yeah.
0: tough that they've set up. Definitely. And so, I had them. Yeah.
1: I was doing quite well, and they shot the truck that I was standing next to, yes. and the truck blew still up and killed up. me.
0: Got me a couple of times with the truck because yeah. that was that was probably one of the best places to stand after it's been. Blown yeah, up after
1: it's been blown up.
0: Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. So I, I appreciated that it was just like uh, the the way because we complained in in Dragon Age and Mass Effect that everything kind of syncs with you as you yeah. go through the game. You never yeah, yeah. hit a wall that you can't get through, and at the same time, you yeah. never get anything that you can roll over. Yeah. Where I'm hoping in this. Game for men. that four,
1: you get walls and you get rollovers. So, yeah, I've gone both. back in areas and I'm rolling over stuff that I didn't, couldn't do before. Yeah. So, I'm okay. level 22 now. I've gone up yep. quite a few levels. Yep. And, yeah, so they don't all scale with you, which is nice. I, mm. It's good. I've learned my lesson. Um, I'm not persisting 32 times for the fires are too hard for me. I'm trying about eight times and then I'm moving on. I think on.
0: eight's a good amount because yeah. like, you need like a couple of goes to just get the area under control, then a couple more to try yeah. a few more different well, strats I out.
1: I killed a legendary Mr. Gutsy because I persisted with it. And so that a was legendary
0: good. legendary Mr. Yeah, Gutsy? There's, What's so a Mr.
1: Gutsy? You know, uh, you know Mr. Handy, yeah. Cotsworth? Yeah, yeah. He's a Mr. Handy. There's also a military model called a Mr. Gutsy. Oh, I haven't run any of those yet. He has a fully automatic machine gun Jesus. on one arm. And the same flamethrower, okay. he's, he's pretty beefy. Yeah, right. And he also has a self-destruct. Of so, course. when you go to loot him, uh, you're not paying enough attention, you- he blows up in your face. Wow. Yeah, so That's I rough. found, I came across a wrecked <laughs> um, military convoy. Ah. And there's a Mr. Gu- I don't know if the Mr. Gutsy is patrolling it. I'm, I'm assuming he's linked to it. It would make sense that he's linked to it. Mm, mm. And yeah, he, he was legendary and he was quite tough, but I managed to take him out. But I just, you know... Perfecting my art, perfecting my craft. Yep, yep. I've learned how good stealthing it's, is. I'm not a stealth player, but am I, in this, stealthing is really I need to valuable. put some
0: perks into stealth as yeah. well. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. I like that you can, yeah, I like that you can sort of go in and try the same thing again and again, but you also, it's not always exactly no yeah. same layout. We like said people, before, it's not
1: always exactly yeah, the same. which yeah. is
0: nice because it kind of allows a little bit of randomness to come into it, and you might just get lucky like I did at the Forge because I'm like oh, I can't beat this super- I'm going to go to the Forge and check that out because I know you mentioned it yep. last time I'm like okay let me get to see what this is all about and I went there and it spawned you in really close to them and the at yeah, the entryway there yeah. so I got like instant aggro the first few times there's a couple of legendaries at the front as yes. well so they took me out no, they're like, just some-
1: high level the skull doesn't mean they're legendary. Oh, okay. The skull means they're higher high level. level than you. It will actually say legendary if they're oh, legendary, okay. and that means I'll drop a legendary bit of equipment. Okay. But it's, so the most uh, of, because the legendary yep. ones are also high level. Yeah. The legendary ones usually also come with a skull on them.
0: Ah, so, uh, I was just looking at the skull, not, yeah. not picking up. No,
1: I know the guys you're yep. talking about because they had skulls for me mm, as well,
0: mm. and they, they definitely took a, took a pounding. Um, so yeah, the first three times I went there, I died. Because I got aggro straight away. Yeah. The last time I went there, it didn't go off straight away. So I ran, a, ran back and then went to do my usual scout around the building. Yeah. Like, to sort of just check out. Because after that, the Corvega plant, yeah, there's yeah. all the uh, entrance. I'm like, oh, what, yeah, There's well, a back way in or entrances. something, you know? So I did a scout around and on my way through, what I see in the distance? Deathclaw. Oh, really? I'm like, Ooh, this is an opportunity <laughs> for me. Just so, draw the
1: Deathclaw in. Yep.
0: There's a couple of pot shots with him. He came charging at me. I ran straight into all the forge. And then all of a sudden, the forge <laughs> and the Deathclaw are fighting. And I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> Hide up in the bushes and try to like pop out as many, de- like try to get a few tags on yeah, a few yeah. different. That's so why I get the XP yep. from the killings and <laughs> yeah, stuff. And then the Deathclaw kills them. Yeah. Well, they, um, those forged guys put up a good fight against the Deathclaw. There was only one or two There was guys on the roof that yeah. I, you know that Lots were annoying of guys on
1: the roof um
0: yeah. but there was only one guy left with about a quarter health left by the end and they oh, took the that wow. out yeah that was awesome so i was like because i when i got the gist of how this game works and it's kind of random and the world's kind of living yeah. i'm like i want to see some of this stuff where i can use the environment against people like that and yeah. so that was a great opportunity so i, I thoroughly enjoyed my Deathclaw <laughs> forge fight that I engineered. and just went, it kind of like, the Deathclaw is cool too, the way it um, it kind of like looked up and looked around, like it could kind of smell me or sense on. me in some yeah. way. And it's like, ah oh, no, I keep walking along. A little oh, bit no, super mutants. But I how good is their anti stealth stuff? It uh, doesn't have any stealth, I don't know. So, is yeah, it no, good, I'm is sneaking it? around. Yeah.
1: And I'm like coming right up behind Raiders, and the Raiders mm. go, huh? <laughs> no problems at all. You know, animals, wild Mongols, all that stuff. But they're freaking super mutants. I don't even know they're there yet. And they're going, is something there? Mm-hmm. So that's what clues me in that it's actually super mutant nearby. They've got massive anti-stealth detection.
0: They are the superior race yeah, in the Commonwealth, yeah. you know, so yeah. it makes sense. They are. Uh, so that was a great start to the forge, and getting in there was with the Lazath action, which it immediately blew my weight limit out straight away. collecting <laughs> <by> <laughs> all the
1: loot from all the corpses. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I, um, mm. I, uh, I took advice from uh, Pete over in Prodromos. I don't know how he got the message to us through maybe the guest had a relay open or something like that to allow the message to come all the way back from Andromeda. But uh, he suggested like you just take all your stuff, dump it into a a container somewhere in the world and come back later and loot it from the yeah, container. Yeah. I'm like, that's, that's brilliant.
1: So much, but yeah, I've started doing the same thing too. Yeah. So
0: I just I just threw so it you all don't in have there. To
1: interrupt the story and you also yeah. don't have to go up on all the loot. Exactly. And you just have to remember which containers you stashed it all in.
0: That was something that did come in a problem on the inside. I put it in a desk, and I'm like, "Oh, there's a lot of desks in this room." That was, was kind of <laughs> yeah, silly. I always try and
1: find somewhere really easy to remember. Yeah, and
0: yeah. it all in there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I went to the forge. I killed a bunch of dudes in there. It wasn't that difficult actually. It was actually more difficult getting into the building than actually getting through the insides of it until you get to that very last room, the boss yeah, fight yeah, in the that boss room fight. there. Yeah, that was really cool. I I played that boss fight. Maybe like six times, I think. Uh, I died all the other times that okay. I did. Yep. But uh, like the first time I went in there, I, you know, I got the guy angry at me because I picked some okay. conversation yeah, choices. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I wonder what happens if I pick different. Com-. So I went through and tried all the different, like I tried the persuasion stuff and yep. uh, the sarcastic responses and things. And then I, I once I was like, he went through the conversation tree and he's asking him, like, go on three, two, one, or before yeah, I kill yeah. you, kill the. Yep settler and I was trying to decide like who am I going to shoot first this time am I going to go shoot for the boss am yeah. I going to take all these guys at the bottom and all of a sudden Jake decides no screw this I'm not gonna you know kill the settler I started shooting at the settlers and all of a sudden it was me Jake and my and Piper versus all the Forge yeah, guys and forge I'm like yeah, this yeah. is awesome I didn't like I didn't expect the, re- the situation to resolve without, without my inter- intervention. like I wasn't required yeah. for that to happen you know yeah, yeah. And I liked how like Oh uh, well maybe if the persuasion went differently you could persuade him not to kill you can I'm Mr. Charisma so I so you could do that uh, I saw lots of persuasion options okay. there's lots of different stuff you can do yeah so I, 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 there was like oh that's interesting so more like yeah more tree dialogue yeah, to go more, down multiple ways
1: to resolve it with your conversational choices oh, interesting
0: yeah. in, so I like that there was way like most of the characters I had with no charisma were you know bad I end up with fighting everyone yeah. in the place kind yeah. of thing and then if I just leave it well, Jake makes the right choice anyway, so that was, and I wasn't going to save him or anything. I had no intention of helping <laughs> him out; like <laughs> that wasn't part of my plan going into it. Yeah, um, but yeah, that that was.
1: Uh, and have you taken? Have you taken him back to the farm?
0: Not yet. No, no, because
1: okay. I had to loot the whole place, just, out, didn't I? Just when you when you take him back to the farm, yeah, don't just wait before you do what you want to do next. Just wait a little bit, okay, and let them have they have this really interesting conversation. Oh, and of nice course, stuff. I clicked on people and that interrupted their conversation Passion. so just wait and just let it play yeah, out yeah I will
0: do I yeah. will do
1: I really love that scripted stuff There's, they put so much effort in mm. to the scripted stuff that goes on and I just it my, my want to see all this stuff I get annoyed when I know I'm missing stuff yeah like I walk yep. in in the middle of a conversation and I've missed the start of this conversation. I want <laughs> to hear it all. Damn it.
0: Yeah, you shouldn't have slept for so many hours, Tony. You should just use right away or whatever and just, you know. No, go no, it's day. like
1: when I'm when you when you're out of range, yeah. the subtitles don't come up, and you can hear oh, people talking. Yep.
0: Okay. Then you get in range and
1: suddenly the subtitles come up and you realize you're in the middle of a conversation. Oh, so oh, nice. I want to know what happened at the start. Oh, like, oh. for example, I was going to so I found Nick Valentine. Have you found Nick Valentine?
0: No, I went to his office and he was not there. And I had to go find him. Okay, the next- so
1: I've got Nick Valentine. Okay, and he sends you to a bunch of police stations for a reason. So I'm going to this police station that's a long way away, mm. and there's these raiders on this bridge. And i i actually broke the game because I was successfully snuck up on them. So I actually did this about nine or ten times for various because I'm a curious bastard and I want to know what's going on. Yeah. So I broke the game originally. Because I snuck up on them and I didn't wow. trigger their response to me. Yep. yep. And so then I'm just standing there, and I, oh, sorry, I'm just crouching there. Then I stood up, and then I was in the middle of them, they all freaked out. Ah, what's going on? They killed me. Yeah. Uh, so okay. I tried it again, thinking, okay, you just got to kill them. But they started having a conversation about the forge. Oh, really? What's the head? What's the leader of the forge called? Oh, it's not Spike. God.
0: You know we're not good with names. What are, are we going to gas us out again because yeah, yeah, yeah. we can't remember the name of yeah. the characters? Yeah, yeah.
1: But anyway, they say, they say, have you heard that the forge has been attacked and Spike's gang's been removed? And oh. then one says, "Well, it's good for us and less competition." And then the other one says, "Yeah, but if someone's out taking out all the raiders, that's something we have to be worried about." And, oh yeah, good idea. And I thought, mm-hmm. well, that's really good that so this is you know, later on in the game and they're actually, this isn't even, it's just because I'm sitting there watching some Raiders that they have this conversation.
0: conversation. That's that great. More that cool. organic, like kind Living of reminds me of like the yeah. banter that, that your companions have in like a Bioware game yes. kind of thing. Like yes. it just sort of happens naturally kind of thing. But that's so much more, the fact that you can miss it or not yes. being close enough to, to only hear parts of it and stuff is yes. just. Uh, it's
1: a little bit frustrating.
0: Yeah. And it's. It's great. That it's there, though. It is amazing that it's there. Yeah. It's interesting, though, from a like person who creates this game to put effort into creating those lines, to write the dialogue, to record it, to put it into the yeah. game for something that someone may never hear. Yeah, like 20% of your audience is never ever going to see, or even more, is never ever going to see it. Because yeah. it's not even like... They weren't paying attention or anything. Although oh, might not get to that particular part of the com. Might get to that thing, but just not be in range. Yeah. Be like it might be going on. Well, you in know, yeah, the I back with a sniper rifle, them. like yeah. you know, or and and never of course hear it. They were trying to
1: extort me for money to cross the bridge. Of course.
0: Oh, it's the bridge guys. Yeah, the bridge I guys. I know those bridge guys. Yeah, those yes, bridge guys. I killed of all of them. It. Damn it! I missed that conversation because they're all dead them. now.
1: I had a charisma thing. Yeah. So they said it's it's 100, 100 bottle caps to cross the bridge, and I said, come on. Really? 100 bottle caps? I said, oh, okay, 50 bottle caps. I said, 50 bottle caps, I mean, just to cross the bridge. Okay, 25 bottle caps. That's the best I can do. Really? Is that really the best you can do? Oh, look, just cross the bridge. i not <laughs> worth my time. It was fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah, just, I just kept winning the
0: charisma checks. talking to you. It was fantastic. awesome. really enjoyed that. It was okay. very cool. That's cool. And when I, my, my version of that was I walked out, like 100 bottle caps. I'm like, Vats head <laughs> machete, shum, cut the head off. Okay, take the two guys out. That Ends that conversation. <laughs> problem no, I was, problem I solved.
1: Was, I was very well rewarded. That's excellent. Yeah, yeah whoever yeah. wrote that dialogue knows exactly what that type of player wants. Wants What's the resolution the, to
0: yeah. be. Oh, it's not worth my time. Just cross oh, the bridge. God, <laughs> the worst. Talk my ear off.
1: Yes, and I found the postman. Have you found the postman? Uh, no, I don't th- You know the think post-apocalyptic so. movie, The Postman, where the yeah. Costner But I think that's what it's parodying. There's okay. a guy in a, oh, in this case it was a girl, yep. in a postman outfit with some letters, okay, dead on the ground. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so I've got these letters and a postman's outfit.
0: And now you've got your go hand sending the letter out in the post. Because like, that's exactly what that movie's about, isn't it? Because is it post apocalyptic It's a post apocalyptic it... movie. Yeah. It is. I thought it might. It's after and
1: his... he finds a legitimate postman. Yeah. And takes his stuff. Yeah. Which gives him an excuse to go and visit the settlements. It's, it's an... kind of a bleak movie, actually. But Yeah,
0: no, I think it, about
1: it. It's mm. a pro- very appropriate for that to be in Fallout
0: 4. Absolutely. Which Absolutely. is also very bleak. Ah, awesome. Yeah. Uh, do you have any other highlights from your your playtime on Flight Four? Um, Nick Valentine,
1: yeah. So I guess more than just Nick Valentine, I want to say the personality that they put into the characters is really good. As annoying as Preston Garvey is, yeah, and as Mister Handy as Codsworth is, mm. they've put a lot of appropriate personality into the characters. It's very good. So Nick is one of my favourites. Yeah, I only went Adventure with Piper for a very short time. I wanted to get Preston Garvey's relationship thing up
0: okay yep. so
1: i found piper just as he was starting to have that conversation with me yeah yeah uh so and then she sends you off to find nick valentine of course so mm. then i found nick valentine and it, oh, one thing like another but yeah that the personality that they've cool the distinct character. personalities that they've given mm. the companions it's very good i think the, the effort that they've put in there that that's been a highlight for me mm. and mm. the way they they react differently to different stuff and
0: yes, uh, Piper loves it when you when you uh, pick locks and stuff. It's yeah. awesome. Like yeah, yeah Nick Valentine
1: right. loves it when you hack computers. Okay, but it's even more than that. Yeah, I was hanging around in a settlement by an armor bench, and he got out this stuff and started crafting it on the armor bench. Interesting. He started actually using the armor bench yeah. to make stuff, and I had a screwdriver in his inventory for some reason, a bit of junk I was picking up. Mm. And oh no, I shouldn't tell you that because you haven't met. Nick Valentine, yeah. <laughs> so people who are listening will know what he does with the screwdriver, and eventually Luke will find out what he does with the screwdriver as well. Interesting. And that's just completely random because he happened to have a screwdriver in his inventory that that happened. So, yeah, very good. There's a lot of detail in the companions.
0: Yeah, a lot of Oh, I and mean, – I've seen like oh, just random settlers using different bits of equipment and yeah, stuff. Yeah, interacting like they, with stuff, yeah. Now I think about it, they do behave like it's – um, like they're really in, in the having the place. Like yeah. I'm trying to think, like when I was in Diamond City, you know, storekeepers came and went depending on the time of day, and there were people walking around, like security guards patrolling. It, if it had a few more people in it, it would have almost felt like a real, like a really real place. But the settlements themselves, like there's always someone at um one of the top right hand. Settlements with all of the um, the glass houses with all the meat fruit in, inside it. I haven't found that settlement yet. Really? Yeah. Oh, crazy. The um, greenhouse. It's probably the
1: greenhouse that I'm supposed to go to. I've got a oh. quest to go to the greenhouse. <laughs> That'll be the I one there, done yeah. It yet. yeah.
0: Yep, yep. But when, like, whenever I'm in there, there's always people in there like tending the fruit and stuff. And I never told them to yep. do it or anything. It just sort of feels a bit natural that that's what yeah, they would yeah. spend most of the time is making the plants work.
1: I did find one weird or, or, thing. Tending the plants. Yeah. That I was a bit confused about. I came across a bunch of settlers fighting a bunch of raiders. But both the settlers and the raiders were hostile towards me, and I don't know if that...
0: Were they actually your... were they, Was it a potential settlement you hadn't...
1: Like- no, no. It was just... It was a random building... Okay. ...that clearly the settlers were trying to settle in, and the raiders had come to attack them. You know, one of just, one of just those... Yeah. ...emergent things that happen in mm. the world. But I've found settlers before, and they've been green, and I've been able to just say, hey, and they go, hey, back, or whatever. Yeah. Or oh, I've heard of you. You're with the Minutemen here. Have this impact. But these guys, the settlers were hostile as well as the raiders being hostile, which I thought was kind of weird. So, I thought when mm. I killed the raiders, they'll calm down. But no, they didn't. They started shooting at me once I killed all the raiders. Wow. So, I just ran past them. And then uh, they killed me, of course, because I wasn't expecting that. Ah. <laughs> and I was running around with my 14 hit points, as I usually do. <laughs> I only have 197 stimpaks. Come on. I've got to save them for an emergency. <laughs> No, I've actually started using Simpact. Yeah, now. okay. Yeah.
0: I was, I used a few in that in that forge fight. I used. Yeah, I started Impacks. to use them in
1: those tough, in those tougher fights. I'm now using them. So,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But yeah, uh, I, I, yeah, it was just weird. I don't know if that was a bug or what. But yeah, the settlers were hostile towards me.
0: May, maybe you shot one of them at accidentally some point in the past did something. Or something yeah, like yeah. That, yeah and they hadn't let it go yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I ever hold a grudge against you, that'd be cool, actually. That's kind of like the whole. Oh,
1: and have you gone to the ghoul town?
0: Yes. That's outside Diamond City, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yes. I yeah. walked up and there's all these ghouls with these like human names and stuff. And I'm like, this is weird. You're dead. And oh, no. The
1: dead ghouls with human names. Yeah. They are your neighbors from the start of the game. Oh, really? Got the, you know the people that you incidentally meet at the start of the game? Yeah, yeah. That's, all, they've all got the same names. Oh. They're all your neighbours from the start of the game. They're They're all dead, dead now. Okay. There's a... Up from Diamond City, as part of the main story quest, you've got to go to this town. Hmm. And there's a whole bunch of ghouls in there. Okay. And the leader of the town is a ghoul. And I'm just wandering through the town. And suddenly all the townspeople start gathering in the square around me. I'm going, what the hell is going on? And then the mayor comes out on the balcony and starts giving a speech about how good the town is and how the Institute's not going to get him and rah Wow. On. I'm going, this is amazing. And the, all the guys on the ground floor with me are just making these odd comments. Yeah. You know, just very, very immersive. It was amazingly immersive. And they all just dispersed happily. And one of them said, oh, hey, as he walked past me. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It was amazing. That's you know what's so great about that too is you know if you reloaded that save and went back it that might wouldn't not happen necessarily happen yeah cause it's not like because I know like with a lot of games you kind of you know when you walk into the trigger box where this yes. scripted event yeah and, and it
1: always happens the same way every single time, time you know and yeah, it's like oh I'm playing a little wind
0: up machine here kind of thing but yeah. this feels like it's yeah percolated and it's bubbling that away that was and amazing He gave, gave this
1: whole speech and he got a little bit more insight into the town so the town with the memory den if you haven't got to the memory den bit
0: doesn't sound familiar. No, yeah. So it's I a really memory can. got to plow more of the story. That was my intention, but I didn't have much time to play as much it. as I hoped this this fortnight. But yeah, no, um, but that was that was really cool. That's awesome. Really amazed by that. I'm more and more impressed with the game the more I play because even like okay, so another thing I did I did do was again from uh, Pete from Podromos' suggestion to build containers in your in your Settlement. base next to your workshop so that you can do some sorting on your equipment, which was like a revelation because now I can just dump all of my junk apparel into one container, one of my junk guns into another container. So if I want to take a bunch of stuff out to sell it for caps, then I can just go to that container. Everything in there is crap. I don't have to think about it or I can scrap it or whatever. You know, that was awesome, awesome idea. So I thought, okay, what I'm going to do is next to my workbench, there's a wall behind it. I'm going to put a shelf on the wall I'm going to get two small containers because, you know, they're yeah. infinite size, Why big, big ones. Yep. I'm going to put them on the shelf. And then when I stand there, I can look at three containers and access yeah, them and, and you know, be efficient what? and do my stuff. That was a trial. Yep. That oh, was, was a trial, man. <laughs> Trying to get that that container <laughs> to, to sit, sit on, on the, the shelf. <laughs> shelf was just far more difficult than what it needed to be. Oh, yeah. And so the, the base building, I'm like, I want to enjoy it more and I want to do more with it. Yeah. But I just keep getting like...
1: The yeah, controls are just crappy
0: on PC, I think. Yeah. They're just not – like having to use the arrow no, it's keys crappy. to it's, move around. It's
1: another not completely finished thing. And I'm struggling oh, with settlement yeah. size. So settlement I'm size? trying to work at – you know the green bar? Yeah, okay. I'm trying to make it go yellow to make the settlement large for the achievement. Oh, okay. There's an achievement on Xbox for making a large settlement happy. Yeah. But I'm struggling to make that green bar move at all.
0: Is it just because you don't have the right like tiered stuff? I yet? think like, I've to get chosen the end.
1: wrong town to build in because I'm building shops and fence posts and yeah walls made out of crates, and I'm building all this crap, and the, the green bar hardly moving at all. So you obviously haven't encountered that. So you no, don't know I I built some about.
0: beacons and you know I built turret towers and you know water purifiers yeah, and yeah. all that stuff, yeah, yeah. and if, all my settlements that have people in them are doing. Yeah, yeah, they're doing well. Um, but no one's gotten to that, which I figured it was just time. It would take like yeah, that's what weeks thought, of no, in-game it's, it's time. It's that's what Must be something you must not have enough of to trigger it. No, to
1: I think I've chosen clean. the wrong town to try and just build Just can't
0: physically get that large or something? Well,
1: no, it can, but it needs so much stuff. Okay. Like I think there's a a footprint. You know how there's that green wall? Yeah. I think if, if the footprint was smaller, I'd be able to make the settlement larger quicker. But I've chosen, oh. a, I've chosen a town with a massive... Footprint. Oh, okay. I thought some the big one would have been easier for some reason. Having trouble to right. make it large.
0: Okay. Uh, yes. I definitely going to come back and do more of it. I think maybe when I get the, the settlements linked up, although what I've been doing, like in sort to get resources into the different settlements, is every time I do a loot out system, like when I went to the forge, I did like three loots yep. to get everything out of the place. Yep. I went back to three different settlements and dumped and them in three different settlements. There, so that yeah. way... I figure if I keep doing that, when I go to build that one up, I'll have a bunch of stuff, bunch of stuff ready yeah. to go, was my was my thought on that. Um, oh, and I had yeah. a thought
1: when you're talking about selling stuff. Yes. Have you had a problem with the vendor running out of caps? Yeah, all the time. I've found a good way to do is find a vendor that's got a legendary item. Oh, uh, yeah. And you buy the legendary item from them. Yeah. And then you sell all your crap. Yep. and that drops the money, the, the legendary yes. item costs. Oh, yeah, yeah. I definitely, what I did yeah. was I... <laughs> so then they don't run out of caps effectively. Yeah. It's a good way of doing it.
0: So what I did, when I bought the legendary shotgun, I filled up my inventory with as much stuff as I possibly could carry, yeah. as well as my companions. And what I should have done was started loading up containers in that area yeah, with a bunch yeah. of stuff, so that when I bought that legendary weapon, I sold back all and of my junk got, and got yeah, yeah, all the 3, caps back. Caps. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I got a good 1,000 back off it, yeah. You know, but I and I kind of I don't know why, but I thought that w- I thought it would be more static, like they would keep that amount of caps for the next time I came back. I'd be able to keep coming back again. Oh, and they again. don't. No, oh, it resets okay. after some period of okay, time. so you
1: can lose stuff that you've sold because they still have stuff you sold them. I in don't the know
0: that they. I don't know about the stuff that you sell to them whether that okay. changes, but the number of caps Perhaps they have definitely goes back to whatever their oh, default number okay. is. Yep. Yeah, and um, I was struggling with that. Because
1: I've been hoarding everything so that when I got the Scrapper perk, I could get better stuff out of it. Oh, okay. And found out that half the stuff I've been hoarding, the Scrapper perk doesn't impact anyway.
0: Oh, really? It's yeah, not, it doesn't- so
1: you, it has to have mods in it. for. So all those pipe pistols, <laughs> unless I've got a mod, they just give you steel. Ah, uh, okay. So I yep. thought the scrap book would make them give more than just steel, but no, they don't. They still just give steel okay. unless they've got mods in them. Then you scrap the mod as well and get the spring and the adhesive and other stuff oh, from them. So then okay. I've got 280 it's pipe great. pistols and then going and trying and selling them to vendors and they've only got 300
0: caps. Perhaps. It's a lot of vendors to visit. Yeah. But you can certainly get a lot of cash for that if you do like one to bounce around and sell to all the yeah, different vendors yeah. and then yeah. come back Yeah, and you again.
1: find a vendor with a legendary piece of kit. You can just…
0: Sell sell sell, 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 sell. Get that price good. down. Yeah, I thought that. I think the selling system is actually really good. It, I I hadn't quite got my head around the whole way you barter and stuff, and that you sort of if you want to buy something, you can give them other stuff of comparable value, and not have yeah. the caps for it. Yeah. That never really clicked at the start. I'm like, oh no, that's how this thing would work in the wasteland. Yeah. I like the selling yeah. and and stuff. I still find I don't know, Piper's got like a has, a has a hat that she wears, like the her press hat. Press yeah. hat. I looked up from her. All the time. I know. I, yeah, and then yeah. like, and you forget like, oh, no. give no. you got to give it back. Back to yeah. it. Looks, it looks nice with the I'm like, uh, why can't I just that And I did the same thing with Preston. Something.
1: I kept taking Preston's stuff off him and,
0: no, you have it back. There you go. I didn't mean to take that from why you. Why would loot all include stuff that they're actually equipped with? I just, I don't
1: know. i want another tip for you too. Yeah. If you leave a suit of power armor with a fusion core in it around your settlers, they will use that power armor when raiders attack. Oh, really? So... That's a good thing if you want them to use it. Yeah. But I'm hoarding my powers from my fusion cells, <laughs> so I don't want them to use it. Oh, okay. And so they killed the, ra- they killed the raider attack because they were in power armor, of course, and then yep. one guy got out of the power armor and went back to the job. The other guy started farming in power armor. <laughs> Which cracked me up, so I that's tapped awesome. on the shoulder and said, excuse me, Think- I need you to get out of your power armor. Now, oh, yeah, sure. And Then I walked it back to where I wanted to put it and took the fusion cell out of it. But okay, good Just to so know. you know that if you leave power armor with fusion yeah. cells, the settlers will actually that's get in it awesome. to defend themselves. Well, of
0: course, as they should. Like if, yeah. I mean, you took, took, took the power, you bastard, and steal their yeah. defense, but And if you give awesome. your
1: companions Molotov cocktails or grenades, they'll start throwing them at the enemies. Yeah, They use the okay. stuff you give them. So See, if you want to keep stuff, don't give it to your uh, companions. I don't want
0: to Maybe it's just me, but the idea of walking around to each of my followers in my settlements and trying to kit them out with stuff with doing through, through the through like the talk to them in I did, that, to at first. In trade and, I did that at so first, boring. then it
1: just got so much easier to just build machine gun turrets. Yeah. And they give just as much defense as the settlers defending that. There could be so.
0: Again, another game that just needs a separate interface for this type of management yeah. crap that yeah. I could just say, here, here's a bunch of guns. Here's a bunch of things. This is your grab stock. It, grab it when grab you it need it. Grab what you it. want.
1: Yeah, a settlement stockpile. That's all that needs to be called. Something like a that. A box that says you know? settlement stockpile. Yeah. And you chuck all the crap that you're allowed, settlers are allowed to use in there yep. and they just grab it when they need to defend themselves. So yeah, that would have been ideal. Problem solved. Yeah. We mean so much better. Yeah, rather yeah, than yeah. having to go to them and then trade with them and then give it to them and then get them to equip it. And sometimes you find out that the clothes they're wearing is actually a full suit. And so when you put uh, the, put the yeah. armor on, the suit comes uh, off, and then they're standing in their underwear and Raider armor, and you go, "Well, that doesn't look right." Now I've got to give them clothes. And yeah.
0: we just talked about how everything's so organic, and you know, conversations, and yeah, yeah. Things. But this is like it's so little, like hands on manual, yeah. like what it's the a hell, little bit man? Clunky. Like yeah, yeah, kind of thing. And I just kill for a top down base building, more like separate my controls and movement of my character out from like placing yeah. the objects and stuff, yeah. Cause I swear, I was only like half a mil off where there, there's containers need to be on the shelf, but for the life of me, <laughs> couldn't get one it. step forward because two, and then I scroll and the mouse the wheel, and that be too far back yeah. again. I'm just, uh. you know, so that stuff could be better. and I forever I'm constantly with the so you can equip like the different pieces of your armor onto yourself yes, and stuff, so you have the, like the full suit yes. and then all the bits and pieces, and all that's always intermixed with all the stuff you you pick up along the time as yes. well. So I'm always like sending my armor that I'm wearing yeah, to the would workstation Yeah, nice you could lock stuff all That's all, all it needs
1: It just needs to lock equipment i so It's got I, the tick to show you that it's equipped but you should then be able to just lock it
0: Or something like I And don't, then if you want right, to swap
1: uh, it out you've got to unlock it It's easy to do It makes it trade all much easier
0: Yeah Store
1: all much easier if you can lock the stuff you don't want to store
0: I'm, I'm going to claim that that a lot I think because I keep doing it yeah. and it just bugs me Yeah I don't need that You know uh, it's just a little bit unfinished. Uh, well, it's I mean it's fair games like so old now. It's obviously a, like a choice they made not to to do that as Well I read
1: that the DLC is like half the DLC is just more stuff to put in your settlements. Yeah. It didn't get a terribly good review either. No. Oh, because okay. the Game of the Year edition is just I've noticed has come out. Oh okay. so I was toying with buying the game of the year yep. edition. I think so I've I went online to see what the DLC was like and I think there's five bits of DLC, yep. and all the reviews I've read online only rate two of the five and say it, even though it's good, it's not worth the price of admission. So, yeah. okay, People may disagree with that. I'm just going on what Don't I've know. read. I was
0: going to ask you actually about what the DLC was yeah, like. So yeah, so there's Far
1: Harbor, which everyone says is good, which is another island and more story and stuff. Okay. Then there's automated machines for your settlements. Yep. Then there's a robot story one where it lets you build robots. A rubit yeah, Auto- Automatron, I think it is, or Automatron. Yep. Something like that, and that's then it lets you build a robot companion and stuff. And they say, that's okay. Yep. Then there's another settlement building one that lets you put another different type of stuff in your settlement. I can't think what that is. Yeah. And then the last one is Nuka World, <laughs> which is really good apparently, but there's – you side with the Raiders, and there's pretty much no option if you want to be a good guy. Ah-huh. You side with the Raiders and can do the entire DLC or you can stay a good guy, fight the Raiders and the DLC's finished, which That's which of course people then complained about that. Yeah. I like that to, though. You that have to go against your theme. Well, not if you bought the DLC not knowing that and you want to play a good
0: guy. Do you play yourself? Yeah, you play yourself. Mm, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Because I played, when I was doing the Dragon Age replay, I went back and played a bit of the Dragon Age Origins DLC where you oh, play yes. as... The enemy stormy yes, denerum. Yes. Which was awesome. But you don't play as yourself, you play, no, as, you play as the, the bad, bad guy, guy sort of Denerim. thing, you know? So, yes, if it was my character doing that, that would feel yeah, really weird. Because it's a role-playing well, game. Well, that my character would probably be okay with it as long as like I got paid properly for it Yeah, the no, my, my
1: character's a goody goody. Everyone keeps commenting on how much of a goody goody I am. Ah, such a so yeah.
0: So yeah, <laughs> it's a role-playing game. It yeah, no, no, it's that that not when that makes yeah, you yeah. Be the bad guy. That would be very silly. Yeah. yeah that is very that's a you could have easily just been a different raider, like yeah. a different person, yeah. or something like that. Well, I haven't played it, so I don't know. No, that's no, what I've read. yeah. It sounds yeah. Nuka Cola World sounds Nuka-Cola excellent, though, World. like some sort of nineteen forty. Yeah, theme well, it's an amusement thing. park. Yeah, it's yeah. what it is. Yeah. All it's all run down and the stuff. It's Nuka Cola theme and park,
1: and you build it up again, and you can make your own brands of you know, make your own flavors of Nuka Cola, and oh, excellent! But you're a bad guy. You're basically a raider raiding the other settlements to get the ingredients for the Nuka Cola flavors. <laughs> Yeah. Excellent. Excellent.
0: Yeah. All right. So, I, I don't know. I don't think we'll have any time for the DLC. No.
1: So, that actually brings me to another mm-hmm. point that I wanted to make. I yeah. think Fallout 4, it is very, very very easy for us to meander on Fallout 4. And I'm enjoying meandering on Fallout 4. Yes. But I think we should stick to the critical path. I think we should make a choice. Yes. We should stick to the critical path, finish the critical path, and then...
0: Find something else. Yeah, because you're right. Because I could just keep going around for ages. it's
1: clear from our episodes that we've been doing that you and I are both going in completely different directions in the same game and having very different, vastly different experiences. So we should stick to the critical path so we can know that we're talking about the same stuff. Yep. And... All right, yeah, that, I won't go game. and
0: investigate the witch's hat icon. Damn it! I'll go and do the damn story. <laughs> well, Fine, no, you still can. Just <laughs> no, you don't do right. Yeah, yeah.
1: Do another character. Do another character and go and do all that extra <laughs> fun stuff. Just stick to the critical path for. for yeah, the definitely. No, no. Well, I'll
0: definitely get through more of that yeah. the main story and stuff because I'm curious to see where it goes. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, it sucks me in. Game. Mm. Well, I actually,
1: when I did follow the critical path, mm. I completely forgot why I was even there. Oh. Like, and then I went, oh, yeah, that's uh, right. This is actually, this would be super important to me if this was actually
0: me. <laughs> yeah. But like, because well, someone not actually me chip. and this didn't actually happen to me, I'd completely forgotten this is what had happened. And there's certainly, oh, well, yeah, that's a good point. Like in terms of story pacing, it's kind like, of. Like I wouldn't be dicking be... around with the settlement of survivors. If someone no. had picked my son,
1: I'd be going and finding out what the hell happened to my son. Yeah. But I completely forgot that as a player playing the game that that's what had actually happened. Well, I didn't... And I'd dick around with settlements for like. Seven and a half hours. <laughs> That's of, of real time. So yeah. I don't know what the time scale in game time is like. What is an hour's half a day in game time or something? So
0: something like that. I'd you around for fourteen days with settlements. It certainly the game doesn't certainly promote you though. Really following that main story no, it, straight it's away. It's
1: clearly designed for you to do whatever the hell you want. want. They're yeah. quite happy for you to do whatever the hell you want, which mm. is
0: nice. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: And they reward you for going exploring because they hide stuff in funny places. And yep. so there's that constant re- positive reinforcement mechanism going on but yeah. yeah now that i'm following the critical path i'm going of course this is actually really important to my character yeah you're right i should have been doing this <laughs> all along is. yes
0: yes uh yeah so i'll definitely yeah get onto that main story and yeah and do the catch up and-, and
1: i'll keep my save aside and do all that other fun stuff <laughs> in my spare time
0: yeah fantastic all right any else for this episode tony
1: Microtransactions not being gambling. Really? Okay. Well yeah. I don't know, it's a it's a it's an interesting one.
0: Yeah, it certainly is. Like I've I've actually bookmarked a whole bunch of articles I've seen on Reddit and videos and stuff people talking about it that I wanna consume and, and hear more about. But I want to hear your take. Like Well there so was you-
1: actually unfortunately I missed it, but there was actually a panel
0: at PAX. That would have been microtransactions, are they good or bad? Are they good or I'd say I don't think they're don't think it's so binary to so say they're good or bad either. I well, I think
1: <laughs> microtransactions in a free-to-play game are good because they allow the free-to-play game to be a free-to-play game. Yep. But microtransactions in a game that you've already paid for.
0: Yep. But that, if that, they that stop feel the like game
1: less. industry dying altogether, that would have been a really interesting panel. So if anybody is from PAX is listening and went to that panel, I would love it if you would put some comments in the comment section of the podcast to let me know what, what they said in that panel.
0: Yeah. That would be great. Because it's an, it's but, yeah. certainly the future of gaming is this sort of yeah, uh, gaming well, as a I'm service just, kind of thing. I'm just worried that yeah. um,
1: Anthem is going to focus too much on the micro-transactions. It's Going to
0: be a loot box fest, my friend. It absolutely. But is you gonna- could give
1: good rewards in the, as part of the gameplay, and but it, I'm worried. Well, I'm worried okay. that it's going to be a multiplayer loot box fest yeah. and you just got to drop
0: cash. To the get- more, uh, well, let's see how Battlefront Two turns out. That's going to be a yeah. very big bellwether on. I think how Anthem is constructed. Yeah. in that respect. But let me. One thing I always keep coming back to is, is it? I guess what's the difference between a drop from a character you kill and a loot box? They're both random chance. You both randomly have a chance of getting you something. You don't have to pay the for bot. the character you kill. So is it okay that if the loot box is not paid for with real money but paid paid off with bottle caps In-game instead? Currency that's fine. I got no problem with that at all. So you happy to go around I killing paid guys for
1: ninety bucks? I paid the Australia yeah. tax and I paid <laughs> ninety bucks for my AAA game. Yeah. I don't want you to put good content in there that I can only get by paying more than my ninety dollars to get that. Yeah. Don't put it in at all. And I'm happy with that. Or if you put it in, put in game currency that's not outrageous, not like multiplayer Mass Effect Andromeda currency. I felt like that was a. I personally felt like that was a massive grind yep. to get a reasonable amount of that currency to get any of the good boxes. Mass Effect 3 multiplayer, however, I didn't feel the same way. I felt like I was getting. I think I'd play about three multiplayer missions and I'd get a good loot crate that I could... I'd get enough in-game currency to buy a good loot crate that gave a good chance of dropping something that I wanted. But I didn't play a lot of Andromeda (laughs) multiplayer. I was waiting for my friends to get internet subscriptions that would allow them to play multiplayer with me, but they never did. You know who I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) So I played a few games of multiplayer and I was playing with people that obviously had either played lots and lots of the multiplayer or I had dropped money on it and had far better equipment than me. So then they were... Like, like I had mm. five headshots and things still alive and they come past and do one body shot and kill it.
0: Yeah. So it- it just
1: totally unbalanced the multiplayer, even though they're, it's cooperative and they're on my side they still were then getting all the medals because they were killing everything. And so then I get less currency because I'm not performing as well in multiplayer. And there's it's this whole psychological loot. It's like, sorry, whole psychological mechanic mm. to get you to spend real money to get the loot crates. And I understand why they do it. Yeah. There's there's another article as part of this uh, visceral closure okay. where another guy said the amount of money they made from Mass Effect three multiplayer, he says he has instances of individual players paying fifteen thousand dollars on yeah. loot crates. And if the company makes that kind of money from a single player, why wouldn't you go fishing for the whales? I completely understand their point of view, but
0: it doesn't yeah, it, it
1: it disappoints me.
0: With that article you're talking about, that guy was a disgruntled employee. He wasn't he didn't quit. He was fired from what oh, I understand. Okay. so, so he's exaggerated. I'm not,
1: exaggerated. Okay. Don't know, I'm don't not believe that, everything you read on the internet.
0: That's true. That's true. Yeah. But that number doesn't sound unrealistic to me because although fifteen thousand dollars is a lot of money to me, yeah, if you have, you know, if you earn a hundred fifty thousand dollars, you know,
1: or more a day, fifteen. It doesn't, doesn't matter anything?
0: anything to you, so you're yeah, willing to drop exactly. that money. And how many just,
1: zeros have you got? Yeah, that's what. Yeah, it's that's all about. It's about you know, yeah.
0: so it's all. It seems to me that it's all about what value this deal has, whether it's in-game currency or if it's real money. It's about what value you get from that transaction. You know, with if you, if so you pay, so I would
1: be happy. Yeah, with. Get rid of the gambling aspect and have an in-game currency that I can buy with real money or I can earn and I can use that money to buy equipment. Yeah. and the equipment shop tells me how much of that currency it is to buy stuff yeah and I can make informed decisions on my personal time playing the game to earn that currency and I know that because that's how it used to be when I remember this all stuff started, they used to have equipment shops yeah and you knew how much of your in-game currency you needed to spend to buy that bit of equipment so you could make a valid judgment. Whereas with a random loot crate, yeah, you could get lucky and get an ultra wear on your first loot crate. But at the same time, you could spend 10 years mm. buying loot crates with real money and it never drops because it's a random number. I, so like, I would like them to do that. I'd be, I would be mm. happy for them to do that. That wouldn't make me angry because that's not gambling. That's a that's a known It's It's grinding, effectively. Yeah, you play the game and it, you get stuff. I'm happy and, to grind.
0: Well, that's just like traditional. To me, that's... That's probably better even than just a traditional loot table where you kill a creature and get a chance of something yeah. that you drop because you can calculate how much you can make doing a certain task. Yeah. And then yeah. the problem with that tends to be though that you end up just big pick picking people tend to pick whatever's the, the, most best, efficient, the most
1: efficient. Yeah. And
0: they stick with that and then yeah, they've got to keep changing the number to which the
1: same stuff, yeah.
0: Kind of thing, which can be a little bit but rather than have to a, go into a certain part of the game to farm a certain particular piece that you want because it's only found in that location. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like World of Warcraft. Of yeah. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. I have Final, Fancy, I have Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy. They're all the same. All similar M- 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 kind of things, though, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah it's it's, com- it's. But you complicated. could have an
1: in-game currency it's system. They could have an algorithm. Yeah. that Actually, looks at what everybody's buying and makes it more expensive. Well. And see what people's not buying, and subsequently makes it cheaper.
0: I like. So they could. You know, I'm sure. Surely, algorithm like wouldn't be too hard to write. I do like the Guild Wars 2 system with this, where they've got you've got a, a currency and gem. Exchange rate, So gold is the in-game currency and gems are your buy with real money. Real money, yeah. And depending on how people want to buy gems or how many people want to sell gold will fluctuate that oh, price and up price, and down. Okay. So yeah. it's kind of like a stock market effectively, you know, supply and demand kind of thing. So it keeps the in-game, well, balanced. And if you've got heaps of money, you can buy your stuff from the gem store kind of thing and do what you say, like I can grind out, get 400 gold, trade that to 30 gems and buy the thing that I want. From the gem store. You yeah. Know, the better pick or whatever it is that I want. Uh, or they I'm also have f- the black lion chests, which you got to buy a key for. Uh, okay. And then that – you use the key and it opens the chest and it gives you a random, a random chance, chance. Of, of stuff. And when people like open like – Like drop a thousand dollars and they get like a thousand keys or whatever it is, and they just calculate all what you get out of them. You get rubbish. Yeah, you get absolute junk. It's true. It's true gambling. The house wins ninety
1: eight percent of the time.
0: Hundred percent. So it's got to be like a fairness thing. I'm I'm not not insulted by grinding. That doesn't insult me as a gamer. And you know, I'm not insulted by people buying stuff because I don't have time to play. Because it supports the games to be made, and these people who are making the games have to be paid. There has to be a monetization. Aspect from the game, yeah. so I don't. I don't have a problem with people buying things, you know. But it's got to be within reason. It can't put yeah. them so far in front of me gameplay wise that I can't catch up. A la Star Wars: Galaxy of Heroes. Yeah, yeah. Where the whales are just so much more yeah. powerful than anyone who's free to play. Yeah, and it can't be so much random chance where I just don't get anything out of. Yeah, anything, out, of, which the, is, out like of the Again, Star Wars crate. Galaxy of Hero, you buy a chromium card for some shards. Oh, yeah. You They're get, really expensive. You get 10 to 330 shards of these. Yeah, you get... And, 10 10 and guess what it is? It's 10. 10. Every time. It's 10. time, yeah. yeah. And I think fan, there's got to be a fairness. I don't know what the fairness is, but I feel like whenever I read people's... And what you said just then is like, I don't mind the loot crates, but has to be basically yeah. fair. Yeah, 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 That it makes sense. Yeah. Um, I, what I, another think I don't like about it Again, it comes back to that psychological aspect of like having something like the way that when you buy the loot box, it goes, Ooh, Ooh, What are you gonna get? What are you gonna get? Well, it's gambling, it just replicates the poker machine. I don't know how on. they've got away
1: mm. with that not being classified as gambling. I've got that
0: ESRB press release and stuff to it's read, it's got actually, everything, about
1: that. it's got all the hooks that. True gambling has got yeah, it's got the ooh pretty
0: yeah. lights, flashy colours, surprise, and you know what's got all of that. And it bugs me because because I, I, in the same way I don't like waiting for the animation to play my turn-based strategy yes. games. When I buy it, just show just me give it it already. Me. Yeah, just give it's it. annoying me. You know, it's not yeah. working on me to go. Oh, what's going on? Yeah. I'm going hurry the hell
1: up! Already. Yeah. oh My God, yeah. is it purple? No, throw it <sighs> in bin. Is it purple? One. Oh, it's orange. Oh, okay. Wow. Hey, I oh no, wait. That. It's the crapest oh. orange you
0: can possibly get, yeah, and it's no, the no, wrong
1: shit. slot, and it's for a different character, character class. So it may as well have been grey.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, something yeah. like that. Yeah. I, it's going to be an interesting debate to to follow going because things going to not something going to get resolved
1: particularly if AAA gaming really heavily goes down this path.
0: I think it is. I, I am pretty can seeing how the way EA is moving, and we'll see how Battlefront Two comes yeah, out. That's going to be and how bit. Anathem drops and stuff. But I think there's going to be a trend to push more of this stuff because that's how they make more money. Yeah, that's how they make more money. How can I understand? understand. They're they're,
1: they're a business. They want to make money.
0: But I'm hoping, again, we see the indie scene come in and give us... We might maybe have all the fancy graphics for a while and things, you know, because that takes a lot of time. I'm fine
1: with that. The graphics that the indies are coming out with,
0: I'm happy with. Unbelievable, really. I played on...
1: Yeah. Commodore sixty four
0: and yep. well, as I play the graphics, you know what we'll miss out on is the great voice acting. Yeah, that
1: will be disappointing. That will be the tough bit. So many of those voice actors do a fantastic job. They
0: really do. They put
1: so much personality into those yeah. computer animated sprites.
0: Yep. Yeah, Yep, absolutely. I, I mean, I, I definitely like when I when I played. Um, Star Wars: The Republic, and I played the trooper. I played the female trooper because yeah. Jennifer Hale does the voice yeah. for that, yeah. and I'm like, got to hear her do the thing, and that yeah. was amazing, yeah. kind yeah. of thing. So I'm definitely, you know, that would be one thing. But we can still and have the games a that we like. Games. Game with
1: that Claudia Black somewhere in there.
0: I know, hey, jeez, I'd be willing to Kickstarter just to get Claudia Black and Jennifer <laughs> Hale to be in the game. That's fine. We'll pay them to come and record the lines for your game. Yeah, let's do it. That's that's you know worth it. Uh, not the rest of the game isn't obviously worth it as well. But the you know these going to spend $100 million on a game. You've got to make $100 million plus back. Yeah, I know. You yeah. know? So, because you're not it's good enough It's crazy to,
1: yeah. when I think about it. Mm. The price of making games has skyrocketed. Oh, but the, the actual shelf price of buying that game hasn't changed very much in like, what, 20 years? I was paying 60 bucks for games when I first started getting into the Commodore I thought the 64.
0: the PS3 games took a little bit of a- upward tick well, at that actually, point yeah though well they did yeah
1: so console games got more expensive than PC games oh and PC in fact gaming. they still are now in Australia anyway yeah it's like 10 to 20 bucks cheaper to buy it on PCs PC than it's on console
0: yeah but
1: yeah I'm saying that mm. the clearly games were different way back when yeah because it was easier for them to make their money back
0: well I mean, the, the, I mean the just through
1: st- the price of the game
0: yeah the Visual Studio guys were saying that they were hoping to have a, like a team of like I don't have the notes here now um, like a think uh, I have it like 160 people say they wanted to build the game, which wasn't enough. They wanted like right. 200 yeah, plus. Yeah, like yeah. A Naughty Dog for Uncharted has a team of 200 plus oh, people amazing, working on the game. Yeah. It's huge. But I mean, I don't want. I'd be curious to know, like, if you compare a budget of a of a triple game versus like a summer blockbuster movie, and how many people work on them. Like, sort of, what are the budgets? Because Ignoring the marketing budgets because I think half of movies are marketing, marketing budgets. Yeah. you know, If you look at just like cost of production and staff and how many people go into making a movie, are they comparable? And do they make the same amounts of money and stuff? It's, it's interesting. I'd be interested to know like – I'm not going to do the research. A lot right, of people or, are involved in making movies. No. Uh, lots of people. Probably yeah. more than in a game just because – I don't know. A, I don't have enough experience of game making. I've got a very, very
1: limited experience of movie yeah. making and I'm always surprised by how many people it takes to make a movie.
0: Well, I think with movies as well, it's difficult because they, they outsource some animation to a studio, yeah, which to a group which may have 80 people work on it, but they only work on like a, such a small yeah, fraction of people's
1: it, worth of actual work. They don't
0: yeah. work on maybe the whole thing, like what a game developer studio yeah. is, yeah. I, I think, from what I gather. I mean, obviously, they outsource stuff with the games as well to a certain extent. But like 200 people doesn't seem like a lot of people necessarily to put no, on a To make what's effectively a 100-hour mo- interactive movie. Movie kind of thing. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, I, I wonder too, maybe the other thing that might save us or might help indie developers more is just better tools, tools that can do more with less input from the user Yeah. kind of thing. Like if I need to make a tree, I can just- Spend time designing the tree, looking good, rather than worrying about how it interacts with the world that yeah, it is. Like because yeah, the yeah. engine is advanced enough to say, "Oh, you want to build an oak tree? Well, oak trees have these properties, and you know, yeah. therefore, we'll have all this stuff." And it's all kind of so. Draw me your oak tree that you want to use, use, and I will make it move yeah, like an oak tree. That kind of yeah. stuff. Like I wonder if when that if that stuff gets better and better and better, if yeah. we might see indie games being able to push out a triple A. Probably when we get our robot helpers. Probably, yes. Yeah. And then we'll be like complaining because there are like these old 2D things to play with the keyboard and mouse, not my <laughs> fully 3D environment, wetsuit, oh, wide-in wet, games. Speaking of mm. um, fully
1: immersive 3D, I, I was very lucky enough at PAX to get a shot on the Star Trek Bridge Crew VR Oh, yeah, was that? That was really good. Yeah? I was disappointed because we only got half an hour and we didn't get that's into a fight. So, not enough, really. And we actually got it. stuck on the Starbase. I reckon it was about seven minutes. Our ship was stuck on the Starbase. So our helmswoman, who was a man in the VR game, (laughs) I was a woman in the VR game. So she was our helmsman. Our helmsman couldn't get the ship off the Starbase. But then once they got off, so we lost seven minutes of our gameplay. It was amazing. It was really good. And... In the game, there's the four of you, Mm. and then there's also other characters in the bridge. Mm. But the feedback, like the captain was pointing at people, and so,
0: yeah, it was really good. That's awesome. Yes, very good. Yeah, VR is definitely another area that I would love to dive more into if I had a headset and whatnot. it's all in the infancy. Like it's a time now to try out things and see when they're all new before they get all refined and all the ideas get you yeah, know, rough edges off. It's just an exciting time to be uh, involved in is. that. that I, I do follow the uh, this couple of subreddits dedicated to VR just to hear what's going on. The new Pin- the Pen- uh, Panamax Pinamax have a 4K VR headset out okay. that there've been people have been demoing and stuff. So it's pretty amazing as well. Like very little of the screen door effect. You okay. get with VR yep. sort of thing. So that's, I mean, once you get rid of the screen door effect, uh, that just makes it cl- clear yeah, and yeah, crisp yeah. and you can read text on the screen. It would. What were you using for your Star Trek demo? Vive. Vive, yeah. yeah. Was it, it was good? very good, yeah. yeah. And the feedback from pressing uh, the buttons.
1: And, did you have like controller, yeah, like the knuckle controller? And it got so intuitive so quickly. Yeah. yeah. Spin my hands around. Amazing. Like my VR avatar's hands. hands around. You just do- Push the mm. buttons and actually I could feel that there was a depth. Because you've got the computer console. Yeah. We're rambling now. We're getting completely off topic. <laughs> yeah. But, so there's a computer console, and you'd press a button, and that would bring up a hollow display. Yeah. And then you could interact with the hollow display. So I actually Ooh. felt like there was depth. Yeah. I was having to move my hand further forward, forward. to touch the hollow
0: display, and it was very it subtle, was very immersive. It was, really make it, yeah, it was really good. Different. was really good. Fascinating. Ah, oh, VR, eh? Man, yeah. Bring it on. I, I. I I'm, I'm bullish on VR. I think it's going to be
1: VR javelin awesome. suits.
0: Anyway. Yes, anyway, anyway. All right. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Luke.
1: I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite podcast on the internet.